coming your way once again from Malawi's here in Provo. Welcome to BYU Basketball with Dave Rose here on the new skin Cougar IMG Sports Network, KSL News Radio, BYU Basketball Facebook Live fans. Good to see you all. Coach Rose, good to see you as always. And here we go. It's a big week for BYU Basketball. The number one team in the country is in town, and we've never said that before in the history of BYU Basketball. Number one has never played at the Marriott Center until this week, this Thursday. Gonzaga is in town. It's also the week in which we believe that uh, Dave Rose will pick up career BYU win number 300 and be one of the 25 fastest coaches in D1 history to that plateau. So we hope it's a big and special week for Coach Rose and the Cougars and all of you out there as uh, we get ready to cheer on the Cougs in a pair of home games. And Coach Rose, good evening to you. And that is kind of a special thing, uh, knowing that the number one team in the country is going to be playing on your floor on Thursday night as Gonzaga comes for what's always a really competitive game in season. Yeah, and they've got a good team. It's uh, it's really impressive to watch. And, and not just... Uh you know the fact that they they they're they're beating people and they're undefeated in the league and undefeated on the season, but um, kind of the way they're doing it. I mean, the way they're doing it is really impressive, and uh, they've got great inside game and uh, really impressive guards. Uh, you know, defensively, it's it's a really versatile group. They can do a lot of different things. But uh, is, is this the first time that BYU's played the number one team in the Marriott Center? Correct. Okay, so we've actually played the number one team somewhere Four else. Four times BYU's uh-huh. played number one. They were all neutral floors. Oh, really? And you played the number one team one time. Remember that one? Yeah. Yeah, that was... Not the outcome we wanted either. But it was a game. Yeah, I mean, that was a heck good. of a game. It was yeah. BYU in North Carolina in yeah. 2007, and that was the night after you played number six and beat number yeah. six. So Louisville on a Friday, Carolina on a Saturday, and that was a one-possession game under four minutes to go yeah. against the Tar Heels. Ty Lawson, I think, sprained his ankle in that game. And uh, is that who it was? It was Ty, was It was Ty Lawson's yeah. team, one of five NBA guys yeah. on that team. And, and they, they went on to win the national championship, I think, that year. That year. Actually, and uh, they had another – their other point guard that they played was uh, um, a little bit easier to stay in front of <laughs> than, uh, than Ty. But uh, I do remember the night before against Louisville, you know, we, we had, uh, you know, some uh, – you know, JT hit some big shots in that game in the second half, and Trent was great. But uh, – and a guy yeah. who's made a lot of money for the San Antonio Spurs over the years, Danny Green, yeah. was on that team. Yeah, he that was night. on that team. Yeah, that was uh, – uh, I, I remember the most the most memorable part of that whole trip was uh, it was at the Orleans. We've become a lot we've become a lot more familiar with the Orleans since then. But uh, we get into Vegas and we don't. The bus driver doesn't really know how to get in the back way. It's pretty easy now. It's a pretty simple way to get in, and you don't even see the casino hardly at all. But we're driving in front of the uh, Orleans Arena, and it's a. Th- Third, well, no, I think it was middle of the week, first of the week kind of a, a deal. But anyways, on the marquee, it said, like, Friday night, uh, come see number six Louisville play number one UNC. And the first round games hadn't even been played yet. That kind of irritated me just a little bit, you know. <laughs> just a bit. And we played... Uh, Louisville, I think Old Dominion played North Carolina on that night, and that was a game too. North Old Dominion game, a good game for a little while, but the fact that we beat them and uh, they 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 had a, a shot late, I think a three late to tie it, 
uh, that kind of banged off the rim, and, and we won that game. And somebody had to go out there and change the sign. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. I remember that weekend because the Louisville-BYU game was on a Friday night. And the BYU-Utah football game was on a Saturday afternoon oh, I remember back that. here yeah, in Provo. that's right. It was the weekend. So I came back, did the football game in the afternoon, and mm-hmm. then got on a private and made it back in time for the Carolina game a couple hours after the football game to get in to, to do the three games in two days, and that was a, a fun weekend that way. So, so the four number one teams that BYU's played over the years, uh, Kentucky uh, way back in the day, uh, UCLA in the early 80s, uh, Duke in the early 90s, and then the Carolina game we just talked about. And, and the closest of the four was the game you, you played against uh, Carolina uh, back in 2007, but never has number one played BYU in Provo. The highest-ranked team to play in Provo was Gonzaga. Uh, back in 2013, they came in number two, number two, and that ended up being a five-point game. They ended up being number one, I think. The next late, week, in fact, that weekend, they beat, I think, Portland or Pepperdine. To, I think it was Portland, and then they were number one on Monday. Yeah. And so they come in number one this time around. So either way, BYU's kind of been involved in that number one uh, neighborhood for them. Well, I, I know one thing. It's really exciting for our players. I mean, I think our guys are uh, uh, pretty amped up. Our practice today was really spirited, and I think that uh, we're looking forward to – just that uh, that special atmosphere when you get in when you get the marriage center full all the way to the rafters and uh, and uh, you know, hopefully we'll play well. One of the great things about this BYU Gonzaga series is how just competitive it has been. I heard Coach Few talking about it today, and he knows what to expect from you guys in the regular season. In the last two seasons, you guys have split. The interesting thing about the splits were you've both won on each other's floor in each of the last two years. Yeah, and then the, the, you know those games up there have uh, been kind of low-scoring games. These games have been a little bit higher scoring in, in the Merritt Center, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm just looking forward to see how – um, how we respond. I mean, and this is a really confident group, this, this Gonzaga group. I think they're, I mean, it, it just seems, uh, you know, ridiculous to even imagine that they're scoring 85 points a game and their opponents are scoring 57 points a game in league. I mean, that's just, uh, pretty impressive, uh, on both ends of the floor. One to hold people under, uh, under 60 points a game at the pace that they play at. They play fast. And then their ability, you know, to score in high 80s most nights. It's, uh, uh, and I think the lowest scoring game they've had it was a game at home in 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 uh, uh, in, in Spokane when they when uh, I think they scored 72 against Portland in the game, and that's been their their low in in the uh, in the conference season. So 73 in that one, yeah, 73-52. So. Uh, big margins, as you just noted, in league. But when you guys get together, uh, they're generally closer games. So you guys have played 10 times in the regular season uh, as WCC foes. The average score is 75 to 71. If you were to take them all and say what's the average, and of the 10 meetings, six have been decided by single digits and all the last five in regular season. And so when you two play, you seem to be a really good match for each other. I think yeah. style-wise, style too, it turns out that way. And and hopefully, you know, we can start scoring more of those points at the end of the game and finishing them off. I, I, I do like the... Uh, um, the opportunity, the matchup is a little bit challenging, but I love the opportunity for our guys because it's uh, it's a terrific um, atmosphere and, and and a great time for our guys to actually win a game and get some real momentum going into the second half of the season. So eight league games left, and of the eight, three will be against ranked teams. Zags twice, and then St. Mary's is right there in the top 20 as well. So it's a big week. All right, we'll come back and talk some more with Coach Dave Rose. This is BYU Basketball with Dave Rose here on the new skin Cougar IMG Sports Network back after this 
on KSL News Radio and BYU Basketball Facebook Live. Welcome back to Malawi's Pizza for a fast, healthier, and family-friendly dining experience. Come to Malawi's Pizza and enjoy any of our gourmet pizzas, pastas, salads, and dessert pizzas located in Provo. That's where you do the show, along with Lehigh and Spanish Fork. This is BYU Basketball with Dave Rose here on the New Skin Cougar IMG Sports Network. Greg and the coach and BYU fans here in Malawi's. Uh, Stephen Bayo is our player guest. He'll be coming up in the next segment of the show. BYU home to Gonzaga and uh, and Portland this week. Gonzaga Thursday, Portland on Saturday. So you're more than halfway through the league schedule, 10 of 18 games, and you've yet to see two teams in your league, and they'll, they'll comprise four of your last eight games in the Zags in Portland. Yeah, I think we've actually been through this rotation once before. I, I, I can remember... Um, you know, I think early when we got in, when we got into the league, that um, we were backloaded uh, with two teams that we hadn't played. And you finished a couple pairs early. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we, I think one one of the years we made a road trip out, played them both, and then they came right back the next week uh, to our place. But uh, it's all built around uh, around the television schedule, and uh, and so they pick their games, and then we, you know, everybody else kind of matches things up after. And then this week, I mean, this year it's actually even been more complicated because we didn't play the. 10-week schedule we played a nine-week schedule and uh and didn't uh, have any league games before christmas so uh here we are and uh we're finished with a couple teams and we're starting for the first time through with a couple here it'll be the same way again next year i think too right to with nine, a nine-week nine week league schedule, yeah, I, yeah i don't i don't it, it's still uh how it actually computes and is put together I, I i don't really understand that but we'll just see when it comes you just kind of map it out and try to figure it out and I found out that in, in three of your six seasons in the league, you've had either St. Mary's or the Gales twice in the back half, the back half. of the league. And that's, again, kind of a TV function, isn't right. it? Yep. All right, so this last week for BYU, it was on the road at Santa Clara. On Thursday, they finally got one. They hadn't beaten BYU since you joined the league. Uh, Jared Brownwich had a really nice night, and Herb's team got you there. Then you had to bounce back two nights later and, and get a win over LMU, which you did. Just a couple thoughts about the last week and the way it turned out. Well, I think the Santa Clara game, um, you know, we – uh, we, just, we just are having a really hard time, you know, putting uh, consistent games uh, together on the road. And I think we're two and three in uh, in road games this year in the league. And uh, we, if you just break it down straight from the statistics, we just we don't play as well. We we, we turn the ball over more. Uh, we don't shoot free throws as well. We our field goal percentage is down. We don't assist the boy. Well, if you don't score baskets, you don't assist very well. Um, uh, I think that our rebounding numbers have been okay. I think our efforts good, but we we just uh, have a really hard time playing at a consistent high level and. Uh, um, you know, Brownridge made some really tough shots, but I think that, you know, the key is those things. You, you can handle Brownridge on a night like that if you control the other guys. And Crotch with four and Fagan with four threes, it was just a formula that, uh, you know, kind of spelled a d- defeat for us. And uh, our guys had to respond back to, you know, to play a, a very difficult Loyola Marymount team for us. Uh, it's it's a tough matchup because uh, of their quickness, their speed, their size, and then their aggressive nature. We went to the free throw line 44 times, and, and, and I thought that we should have gone to the free throw line that many times at their place, but it didn't it, it didn't pan out that way. But but the way it was uh, called uh, on Saturday, we got to the free throw th- free throw line, but then we had a hard time making them. I mean, we missed 14 free throws in a game, which is really out of character for this group. So. Uh, just really happy for the win, uh, the fact that the guys guarded well, we rebounded well, 
and uh, and now we look forward to uh, a new week with a huge challenge, and hopefully that will excite the guys and, and get us ready. And, uh, and like I said, a huge win on Thursday could really uh, you know build the confidence of this young group and help us uh, through the back half of the schedule. Number one, Gonzaga in uh, for a late-night tip on Thursday, 9 o'clock Mountain Time tip back to regular of 7 on uh, seven, uh, Saturday for Portland. You talked about how the, how the threes were being knocked down at Santa Clara. It's funny, you, your, your three-point number defensively on the year is really good. It's been these isolated occasions when teams have kind of just gotten loose a little bit or gotten hot from three that's been tough for you guys. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I think that uh, you're trying to explain that to the to the you know, your players and trying to figure out when, uh, you know, to help and, and, and trying to keep that whole um, game plan in their minds for a consistent 40 minutes is, is a real issue. They get, you know, the, the guys are really emotional. Uh, calls seem like we're in foul trouble on the road, and, and we're talking about composure now and poise to be able to deal with some tough things, and then be able to go back down and execute, and realize that I don't need to give help on a non-shooter and leave a shooter open. And you know, to, to, to a lot of people, uh, you know, you, you watch the game and you go, "Don't they know that 43 can shoot the ball from the perimeter, or 12 can shoot the ball?" Yeah, we all know that, but we're having a hard time uh, in in you know consistent moments to keep that together and I, I, I really believe that uh, um, you know the, the the mindset of going on the road uh, is it, it just needs to be so much different because you, you, you very seldom are we in foul trouble at home uh, and you can just tell by substitution patterns and how you how you sub the majority of the substitutions in this with this team on the road are all made on not strategically they're all made foul uh, foul, on, with foul trouble and at home there's a lot more strategic substitutions uh, that deal with fatigue and matchups and all those kind of things and so, so we're trying to survive right now but we need to we need to find that formula where we can go out there and uh, and play the same with that same focus and mindset and determination that we play at home. And at home, uh, BYU's been, uh, again, a pretty good percentage team, especially uh, from three. You're a different three-point team offensively this year than last, obviously. Between Chase, Nick, and Zach, those were three pretty prodigious uh, three-point shooters, and they were all playing together and and putting up big numbers. This year is a little different for you that way offensively. Yeah, but the makeup of the team was way different last year, too. We didn't have... You weren't relying on the inside We didn't have really consistent inside post scores. And our best inside consistent post scorer is Eric, and he's the leading scorer on the team. And so we really want that ball to go in there with the purpose to score. Last year we were putting it in there trying to just kind of get penetration and have the defenses collapse and then get the ball back out. But we're throwing it in and, and, and trying to get points and then stepping back out and ball screen and trying to roll and get our post guy in at really where he's really active and going towards the basket. And then Yoli is a, another really good option inside as far as scoring the ball is concerned. And so I think these guys, these perimeter guys, you know, their, their attempts are a little bit fewer uh, per game uh but the percentage is really really raised since the middle of the year so uh uh, I think we can put together a, a, a pretty complete group if we're on the right page and we're all, uh, you know, focused and concentrated. And Nick Emery's a three-point streak is now 32 games and counting, and that is a new BYU record that extends every game. All right, before we head to break here, uh, Stephen Bayo is our guest tonight, and he's someone that uh, joins the program out of uh, out of the state of Washington. Uh, and and we kind of knew that he was going to be a part of this program for quite a while. How excited were you to get him in and see what he could do for you, uh, knowing what he did in high school? You know, when we started. Rec- 
recruiting him. The, the, the funniest thing for me, interesting thing, I mean, we obviously recruited, you know, hundreds of kids from all over the country, and you get kind of connected to certain things. But uh, when Terry, Terry Nash was kind of the point guy and, and kind of told me about him, and we got going. But show up at his first game and realize that his high school nickname is the Bombers. I mean, that's just perfect, you know, for a guy who can shoot threes. And, uh, and uh, you know, he was a, a big-time scorer in, in uh, Washington basketball, high school basketball. And so uh, I always can – in fact, I, I feel like calling him Bomber half the time, you know, when we're practicing. But he's uh, he's a guy that uh, is getting more confident and playing more minutes and uh, a guy that, we starting to really, that we're really starting to count on uh, to really help our team. Had one of his better games this last game against LMU, scored seven off the bench. And as Terry reminded us when Terry was with us a couple weeks ago, uh, beyond the nickname of Bombers, also making them memorable were their warm-ups. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they're wearing warm-ups. You know, from like 1960s. <laughs> they could have fit in Hoosiers pretty yeah, easily. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, they had these, the, 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 the green and yellow uh, stripes a la Indiana. And great yeah. fans. What a following. Everywhere we went. I've, I've been watching for two or three years, and so we saw them in high school games, and we kind of fly in and fly out. But it didn't matter where the game was. They had a real high school following, and uh, – and in, in fact, I see I've, I see Bayo fans all the time at, uh, at the road, and, and they all have the Richland stuff on that they're still wearing. But uh, he's got a great support system from his hometown. He's a charming guy, and he's sta- he's sitting right in front of us, and he's coming up next. Stephen Bayo is next. This is BYU basketball. Dave Rose at Malawi is here on the New Skin Cougar IMG Sports Network. Welcome back to BYU basketball. Dave Rose here on the New Skin Cougar IMG Sports Network here at Malawi's Pizza in the shops at Riverwoods in Provo. And please welcome with one more round. Round of applause for the first time to the program, Mr. Stephen Bayo to the program. Thank you, thank you for having me. Thanks for coming up out of Richland, Washington, Stephen Bayo. And uh, first up, tell us who you brought to the show tonight as a spectator. There, <laughs> that is my girlfriend Taylor. Where'd you meet Taylor? Uh, we went to high school together. We met junior year. Okay, so she's going to school here too, or uh... Uh, she goes to UVU. Okay, so you're in the neighborhood. That's good yeah. to know. All right, and, and because you have a girlfriend, uh, we didn't pick you for our Valentine's night show. Oh, um, dang. So we put you on early. We want to make sure. I think Davin Gwynn draws the short straw for Valentine's oh, night this year. Uh, and, and I think you know, if, Dave, if Davin gets a girlfriend between now and then, he might get out of the obligation on the 14th. Uh, Stephen, good to have you with us. Uh, tell us a bit about uh, uh, living in Richland and your connections to BYU when you started following the Cougars and. Uh, and how being recruited by BYU ultimately got you to Provo? Uh, Richland, not a huge town, kind of small town feel. Um, love the place, though. Everyone usually knows everyone. Um, didn't really think about BYU too much till Terry approached me about it, and then I just fell in love with the whole entire program. What year, what year of school were you when you started getting uh, contacted? Um, it was probably sophomore, junior year. Okay. And then... Just from there, my love for BYU grew, and now I'm here. So, When did you recall first meeting Coach Dave Rose? Uh, I'm pretty sure it was at, at or after a game. I think it was after a game. We met up and talked, watched some film. Said he thought I'd fit in really good with the program, you know, and so. And then he came to quite a few games after that, and I saw him occasionally. Okay. Uh, who were the BYU players that uh, you kind of latched on to uh, either uh, once, you know, you were seeing them from afar or once, once you got to campus? It was kind of hard because a lot of the guys I met on my trip, on my visit here, actually graduated before I got here. So there was a lot of new faces when I got here, but 
I, I had some shooting contests with Chase when I came here, and just hanging out with the guys was fun. Kyle Collinsworth was super nice, and just they gave me the feel of that everyone loved each other here, and that's kind of what I wanted in a team. And so, Stephen has played in uh, 20 of this season's 23 games, averaging about 11.4 minutes per game. And again, the LMU game was one of uh, your better ones here this past weekend. Uh, nice to get into flow, knock a couple of shots down, a couple of shots down, make a couple of free throws, get that yeah, free throw number goodness, up, and you know that's going to happen as the season goes along. It's about time. No, it's good stuff. Uh, it's good to see it going down for you, uh, Coach Dave Rose. Beyond the three-point gift that he clearly has, what else do you think Stephen's going to be doing? As his, as his career progresses here at BYU? Well, I think that uh, the, one of the most impressive things when he when he first got here and we, we, we started doing all our summer conditioning that he's he's just tireless. He can run and he's uh, got stamina and endurance. And, uh, you know, he and Dav kind of owned the track during the summertime. And Dav will tell you he owns the track, but there were days when Bayo was, uh, you know, every bit if not better than Dav. But... Uh, I, I do think that uh, where he's come from, as far as learning our system, uh, they're, 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 they're defensively he just continues to get better and better. Uh, offensively, it's a tough assignment for him because it's uh, uh, you know the, he, he doesn't have a regular rotation. He's kind of that third guy uh, that comes in, and a lot of it depends on how the other guys are playing. Sometimes it's injury, sometimes it's illness. It's a tough role to have, and you, 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 you need guys to accept that role. Uh, and embrace it, but not uh, you know not feel that that's what, the way it's going to be forever. And I think that uh, you know Stephen just keeps every day. It's uh, he, he's got the right attitude and he brings the right thing and he's tireless. From your perspective, Stephen, how do you earn playing time on this BYU basketball team for Coach Rose? Um, just pleasing him, doing what he wants, <laughs> um, fitting in with the guys that are on the court. You know, making the extra pass, doing the extra effort to get the ball. And, just little things, I think. Okay. Uh, a food question coming in for Stephen from uh, Twitter. Uh, who has better fries? A bucket of crinkle fries from Zips. Zips apparently is a place in Richland. It would have yeah. to be, I think. Yeah. Uh, or waffle fries from Chick-fil-A. Oh, I'm a Zips fan. I'll go with the Zips fries. You have day. to. All you Richland fans yeah. would <laughs> come after you, and there's hundreds of them. They're everywhere. <laughs> So, so Bombers Nation is out there, apparently, huh? Yeah, oh, yeah. They're definitely out there. I, was, I heard from uh, a, a fan today that uh, met you after the game in LMU, was impressed with how you interacted with the fans there. Are you surprised that uh, Richland basketball travels so well here on the West? Mm, I, I don't know. Everyone just loves Richland basketball. I, I don't know if I had something to do with it, but there was fans <laughs> way before I got there, too. So I just think it's something about the community there. It just makes them all love each other. What kind of success did you guys have in the playoffs when the postseason rolled around in your years there? Um, we made it to state every single year except for my senior year. Um, my sophomore year, we actually lost in the state championship. And then the other two years, we went. We lost both games once we got to state. Would they play that in Tacoma? Or would yeah, they play it? in the Tacoma Dome. Tacoma Dome? Mm -hmm. What was that experience like getting to the title game as a soft? It was exciting. It was really exciting, especially since my scoring was just starting to pick up at that point. And, and to experience like that much success and then the sadness as well, I think it really uh, helped me mature a lot as a player and as a person off the court. Dave, because Terry's a Washington guy himself, did he have a little extra, a little extra say so in the in the Stephen Bayo decision here? Yeah, we were really fortunate at the time that we kind of got involved. Uh, University of Washington was uh, kind of I thought to, to be the front runner and was almost a little bit hesitant to get involved, but. Uh, uh, 
I, I think that, uh, like Stephen said, he, he came to a game, and one of the games we had here, and it was an unbelievable atmosphere. And, and his, his coach actually scheduled a, a tournament game here in Orm, and so we got to see him play over there a couple times. But I think he, he really felt comfortable uh, you know, with our team and with our players and our style. I think the style was something that was important to him too. But, uh, you know, I, I, I'm still amazed that uh, – uh, at, at that the, the the Richland following, and in fact, you know we I, we have one of the, we have an official in our league who's like in the Richland Hall of Fame, and we, which it's hard to get away from. It's pretty it's pretty extensive. Who is that? Uh, Dick. Dick Carmel. Oh, Dick Carmel. Mm-hmm. No kidding. Interesting. Uh, are, are you a fan of the warm-ups, by the way, you guys wore? Oh, I love the warm-ups. They were awesome. Could BYU do a similar version, do you think, here on Stephen Bayo night? Hey. Yeah. <laughs> I think at one time, just going through some of the, 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 the old pictures, we that, had stripes. At BYU did have some stripps that went down. We might need to bring those It's a nifty back. look. Yeah. Uh, Stephen got a fresh haircut for the show tonight. Uh, do you guys all get your hair? Do, do the players have different favorite places to go for haircuts or what? Um, well, some of, we have a lot of different styles. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, Are you conventional? Do you go to a guy? Do you go to a shop? Do you have a person? No, Taylor do it? I mean, what's up? This time, Colby invited me to go to his aunt, who actually cuts hair for a living. And so, Colby so. Lafeson's aunt this time yeah. did your hair. Yeah. Thumbs Did up. Does it look good? It looks sharp. I think it looks fine. Thank you. Would you go back? Yeah, definitely. Okay, sounds good. Uh, what do you think? Uh, by show, by round of applause. Is he looking sharp tonight? Thank yeah. you, thank you, thank you. All right, uh, that's a winner. We will come back, and you will have the 10-question pop quiz coming your way next. Ready for that? Uh, I'm, yes, I'm All right, Stephen's on the hot seat after this. BYU basketball with Dave Rose here at Malawi's on the new skin Cougar, IMG Sports Network. Welcome back to Malawi's Pizza here in the shops of Riverwoods for BYU basketball with Dave Rose on the new skin Cougar, IMG Sports Network, KSL news radio byu basketball facebook live we're brought to you in part by minky couture designer luxury blankets freshman steven bayo our guest on the show tonight time for the 10 question pop quiz and here we go question number one this is similar to a question tj haas got last week he didn't get it right <laughs> i think you're gonna do well That's comforting uh were your first career points at byu scored on a two-point field goal a three-point field goal or at the free throw line First points in a regular season game at BYU for you? Uh, Three-point line. A three-pointer, yes. yes. Versus Colorado on December 10th. Nicely done. Uh, All right, question number two. Which BYU teammate has a roster hometown of Murrieta, California? Uh, Davin Gwynn. Davin Gwynn, two for two. Uh, This one I gave to Terry Nashif. He did not not get it right. He kind of came in late with with a desperation answer, but what is the state nickname of Washington? The Evergreen State. The Evergreen State. Three for three for Stephen Bayo. Who are all of your married teammates? All of my married teammates. Yes. Um, Kyle Davis. Kyle Davis, yes. Uh, Nick Emery. Two. Eric Mika. Three. Uh, TJ Hawes. Four. Um, One more. Braden Shaw. Braden Shaw, five. He's three for three and rolling. Or four for four, I should say. And that was a multiple answer question. This is a two-parter. Oh, this boy. next one's a two-parter. Uh, what was your high school single game scoring high? Uh, 49 points. 49 points is part one against which team? Um, Wenatchee High Wenatchee, School. Wenatchee, yes. Another, another ace from uh, Stephen Bayo. He's rolling, folks. Another two-parter. Oh. When people reference the Tri-Cities in the state of Washington, to which three cities are they referring? Uh, Richland, Pasco, and Kennewick. Richland, Pasco, and Kennewick. That is correct. And which three rivers meet at the confluence of the Tri-Cities? Um, the Columbia. The Columbia. 
The snake. The snake. And the Yakima. The Yakima, yes. Well done. Well, that's impressive. Uh, this, I, I'm getting a little excited at this point. Um, no one's ever done this well. Uh, question number seven. Actor Scott Baio, different spelling, different spelling. Actor Scott Baio played which character on Happy Days and later his own spinoff show? This one I have no idea. This one he's not going to get. Those of my age will know that it was Chachi, Chachi Arcola, <laughs> oh. first cousin of, uh, of, of the Fonz. All right. This is an old TV show. Oh, my gosh, I'm so old. Okay, we're going to give him a pass on that I should, one. I should look into that more. I actually get called Scott Bale. <laughs> yeah, well, you should. It's B-A-I-O, and he played Chachi. We all love Chachi. All right, uh, question eight. At which sport after basketball were you or are you most proficient? Your best sport after basketball? Uh, probably baseball. How long did you play? You are right about that. We can't say you're wrong about that. Uh, how long did you play baseball? How long have you been to high school? Right up until middle school. And then I stopped playing middle school and focused on all basketball. All basketball. Okay. Uh, why did you choose your high school jersey number 14? And why did you end up ultimately with number 10 at BYU? Um, 14 at Richland. I was going to be number 42 because my dad wore number 42 and he played basketball, but the jerseys were all by sizes and I was kind of <laughs> small back then. And so 14 ended up being, and then it just stuck. And so and then you had it and then you get yeah. to BYU, you go, yeah, I'll do 14 again. And then oops. Yeah. And then I find out that it's retired and I'm not allowed to wear it. So but yeah, I, I like number 10. It's growing on me more and more. Did, any reason for 10 or just, it was... It was available. Okay, good. It was the right size. That's, yeah, a, it was that's, right. A, that's a great story. And again, the small sizes. Uh, and lastly, uh, name the starting quarterbacks in Sunday's Super Bowl. Oh, my. Um, Do you know the teams Tom, playing it, in the Super Bowl? The Falcons, Falcons and, and the, the Patriots. Right, so we're looking at who there. Patriots would be. I know Tom Brady. Tom Brady is one of them, right. What's his name? The dude for Atlanta, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, his first name starts with an M, and his last name starts with an R. Two four-letter words. Played for Boston College. His first name is Matt. <laughs> and his last name is Ryan. I don't think All right. <laughs> that, oh, my God. That's embarrassing. We yes. just watched them beat Seattle in the hotel. The <laughs> there it is. Matt Ryan. You'll never forget it. Folks, how about a rousing round of applause once again for Stephen Bayo on BYU Basketball with Dave Rose. We're back with more Q&A for the coach after this. Welcome back to BYU Basketball with Dave Rose here on the New Skin Cougar IMG Sports Network. We're at Malawi's Pizza here in the shops of Riverwoods with BYU fans, Greg and the coach, till the top of the hour. We're here at Malawi's, and we're also brought to you in part by Smith's Market Fresh Groceries, fresh food for your family and fuel for your vehicle. Low prices, Market Fresh at Smith's. You're hearing us on KSL News Radio, seeing us on the BYU Basketball Facebook Live page. You can also get us on the BYU Cougars app on your phone. Just go to Athletics and Radio and hear the show live every week as well. BYU this week, home to Gonzaga Thursday, number one Gonzaga on Thursday. First ever time that BYU's got the number one team in Provo and then home to Portland on Saturday. Before we get to questions for the coach, uh, I hear from our live audience members. Uh, Stephen Bayo, I think, answered the most questions of any quiz we've had so yeah, far. Uh, unbelievable. I mean, some of those uh, questions had like five parts to them, <laughs> and uh, you add them all up. It's probably a 20, 25 question qu quiz. He, he had to work harder than most uh, for what he did tonight. So thanks again to Stephen for being on with us. Uh, great stuff. Let's uh, go to our live audience. We have the wireless mic out there with intern Luke. That's Luke. Beeston. Luke, who do you have with you? Thanks, Greg. We have, for our first question, Travis Mortensen. He's from Southern Oregon. 
So, hey, Coach, uh, so we've had a lot of success playing at the Kennel recently. So what do you know about Mark Few and his teams that will help us pick up the W here at the Marriott Center? Well, I think that, uh, you know, we've, we've played, it seems like at one time they were kind of foreign to us. You know, we played them in the Sweet Six, uh, the game to get to the Sweet 16 uh, quite a few games years ago in Denver. And, uh, you know, the, his teams are all built similar, you know, pretty similar. They, they, he's got really skilled players, uh, great guards, but his front line is always uh, just really deep and physical. And uh, I think this year, you know, with the, the the one transfer, and then uh, with with Shemek, the big kid, being he hurt himself last year and got redshirted and became so he's a, he's a fifth year senior. Those two guys really hold down that, that those two post positions. But then Zach Collins and uh, and Kim Tilly, uh, Kim Tilly's brother, Killian, Killian, yep. yeah, uh, he. Uh, those two guys are really good young players. So, he, you know, Mark's not only good at putting teams together, he's got a, an unbelievable program. I mean, he just slots guys into places. He does a great job with transfers and getting people in there. And uh, this year, I, I think, you know, people will tell you uh, that it, it might be the most talented team he's had. But I, I just think it's the most diverse uh, group of guys where he has inside scoring, he has wing scoring, he has drive it to score, he can, good free throw shooters, good three point players. So uh, we'll try to figure out a way to deal with with all that. But I, I do think that uh, what we do to them offensively causes them some problems, and hopefully that our guys will be at their best because uh, it's going to take a great effort. But uh, one thing I do know that uh, you know the the, the opportunities. Uh, that present themselves with the, with our team that uh, our guys have been pretty good at being able to capture them on, on certain nights, and hopefully this will be one of them. Killian Tilly is probably the eighth guy that he plays, but of the top seven in points and minutes, they're all between like eight and 15 points a game. Great balance, as you referenced a minute ago, and it really does come uh, everywhere on the floor. He's done such a nice job lately of bringing in uh, transfers into the program and, and assimilating them really quickly and super high talent level from these guys he's getting in, whether it's Williams uh, or Williams-Goss or Jordan Matthews. Yeah, he does them both ways. He'll have them come in and, and sit a year, you know, because of transfer rules. But those grad transfers are the ones. I mean, he had a good team, uh, you know, going into the end of July, and then in August when he got the, the, the Matthews kid from from uh, uh, Cal, you know, great three point shooter. It just takes so much pressure off of everybody to to bring in another guy who's, you know, a forty five percent three point shooter for three years through, uh, you know, Division one basketball in the Pac twelve. I only recently learned that uh, Jordan Matthews is the son of uh, Phil, yeah. the former U.S. coach at USF. There, yeah, Phil and uh, you know co- Phil coached at Ventura College for years when I was coaching at Dixie. When we coached against each other, and uh, you know Phil and Donnie Daniels are uh, really, really tight, really close. And uh, I think when it came down to it, it was Heath Troyer uh, at North Carolina State mm. and uh, Gonzaga mm. at uh, uh, in Spokane and in. Uh, Jordan picked Donnie Daniels yeah. and Mark Few in the Spokane. In the year league. By the way, you keep in touch with Heath these days now that he's yeah. in Raleigh? Yeah, he's uh, he's, he's doing great. He moved to, to Raleigh. and uh, Their first year at North Carolina State had a huge win the other night at Duke. One of the, uh, Big time, yeah. One of the first times they beat him in, in years at and years. Cameron since yeah. in the early 90s, I think. All right, one more question before the break here. Luke, who do we have? All right, we have Drake. Drake Peterson. He's a sixth grader from Canyon Crest Elementary here in Provo. Coach, how would you grade the progress of Eric Mika, and did you think he would go be this far along already? <laughs> well, the progress for Eric has been tremendous, and, and I think that uh, 
Um, we knew from his freshman year the, the success that he had as a freshman, and he was the second, third, you know, fourth option on that team with some real talented seniors and juniors on that group. But, but uh, still, we really relied on him for the success of that team that went to the NCAA tournament. But he uh, he left and went on the mission, and we felt like he would return to that and even exceed it, uh, but didn't really know when. I, I think when they come right back and are as good as, uh, you know, as, as good as Eric's been. He had, a, like I said before, he's had a great opportunity because Corb left uh, to play football, and he was our starter in the last two years. And when those missionaries have to come back and beat somebody out, uh, that's a whole other challenge as far as timing and confidence and all the issues that you go through early in the year. And uh, that thing was wide open for him, and I think that really helped him. Always interesting to see how the coaches vote uh, for player of the year in this league. And certainly uh, the Zags have a really good candidate if you want to just take their leading scorer, uh, uh, Nigel Williams-Goss. But Eric will be in that mix, uh, certainly among the very best in this conference at the end of the year, to be certain. We'll come back. We'll take a break and then uh, uh, intern Luke will have the wireless mic back in the audience for a couple more questions for Coach Dave Rose. We're here at Malawi's for BYU Basketball with Dave Rose. We're on the new skin Cougar IMG Sports Network back after this. Welcome back to Malawi's Pizza here for BYU Basketball with Dave Rose. We're in the shops at Riverwoods in Provo. BYU and number one Gonzaga at the Marriott Center Thursday, then Portland in on Saturday. Uh, Coach Dave Rose, your next win is going to be your 300th, and uh, you will be among the uh, 25 or so fastest coaches ever to hit that plateau in the history of the game of basketball at the Division One level. Just on its face, uh, what does the number 300 mean to you right now? Well, first of all, I hope it comes, okay? Um, and I hope it comes Thursday night. That would be fun to beat the number one team in the country. But uh, what, it really, what it really means is we've just had really good players. We've had great players, great coaches, great staff. Uh, you know, the guys that kind of get lost in this thing are your guys like Steve Bushman and uh, – you know, Rob Ramos and equipment guy, uh, and trainer Eric, Eric Shork and, and, Ob- and Aubrey Reeves. I mean, they're, they're just, we just, I've just had tremendous support from uh, guys. And I'm talking about guys that are team guys, that whatever the team needs, whatever the situation is. And there's a lot of things that go on behind the scene where people get stepped on and people get ignored. And, and there's no, I mean, these guys just come to work the next day. And, and uh, it's what I expect from our players. And I think people can see that that from our players over the years but uh, uh, and these assistant coaches I've had you know a lot of coaches guys that have been here for years and left and gone on but uh, I just think that I've been really fortunate I've been surrounded by really good people with really supportive administrators and uh, hopefully we can keep going I hope it comes Thursday too and Aubrey by the way is Dave's administrative assistant there in the office uh, Luke who do we have we might get one if not both questions in here all right thank you we have Andrew he's nine years old um, if you could play anywhere and if you could play a basketball game anywhere in the country besides BYU, where would it be and why? Where would it be and why? Um, well, first of all, I love the Marriott Center, okay, and that would be my first choice. But since you didn't give me that option, um, I'm going to say that uh, I love playing in the Vivint Arena. That's a fun venue for us, and we've got a tournament that's scheduled for the next three or four years up there. That's going to be really fun, and uh, I love the fans from the BYU fans in Salt Lake to be able to come there. Uh, they take a lot living up there, and, and uh, you know, being Cougar fans, and so I, I, it's fun for us to play in there. They're really excited when we get there. Okay, I think our last question may have to come uh, just to the audience here off the air in our next break, if that's okay. So we'll get that from Coach Rose coming up after this. We're taking our final break here on BYU basketball with Dave Rose at Malawi's in Provo on the new Skin Cougar IMG Sports Network. 
Cougar Nation, welcome back to BYU Basketball with Dave Rose here on the new skin Cougar IMG Sports Network. Closing segment, closing seconds from the coaches. We've got a big week with number one Zags in on Thursday, Portland on Saturday. And uh, as you said during the break to our, our, our group here, guys are pumped up. They're excited, and, and I think that that's uh, what you play for, you for these special times. I think that we've kind of missed on Terry Porter and the Portland uh, Pilots. And for the Jazz fans for years, I watched Terry Portland, Porter play for the Portland Trailblazers, and he's the Portland Pilots coach now. I think that'll be a fun game on Saturday, too. Some, some history there, and, of course, we know all about the Zags. So it'll be an 8 o'clock pregame on Thursday with a 9 o'clock tip, 6 o'clock pregame on the radio Saturday, 7 o'clock for the Cougars and the Pilots. Folks, thanks for being here and listening out there. Cougar Nation, BYU basketball, Dave Rose on the new skin Cougar, IMG Sports Network. Good night from Provo.